0: Welcome to the Naked and Wandering Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Rubick. This podcast is all about showing up exactly as you are in the world, with nothing to hide, bearing it all, and figuring it out as we go along. I will be sharing with you my successes, trials, triumphs, and tribulations, and everything I'm learning as I journey through life as a successful international yoga teacher, entrepreneur, social media influencer, yoga school owner, and world traveler. I'm so glad you're here. Hey everyone, coming at you from Nicaragua. Now, I have a few things to say as a preface to this episode. One, (coughs) excuse me, I'm coughing a little bit because I'm feeling a little bit sick. I'm really hoping it's not the coronavirus uh, because... Nobody in Nicaragua has the coronavirus yet. It has not been, uh, there's not been any cases here and I definitely don't want to be patient zero and I don't want to be like that bitch that brought coronavirus to Nicaragua because I traveled here. Um, so hopefully I won't be coughing too much. I'm also taking cough drops. So if I'm making gross mouth noises, I apologize. Um, I think I just have a cough because it's dusty to be honest (laughs) and, um, I've been go, go going for a little while. Also, hopefully by the time you hear this, uh, coronavirus will be over and done. I think it'll pass quickly. That is my hope. But right now, we are in the thick of it. Anyways, today... uh, Oh, I also wanted to tell you that it might be a little bit noisy. There might be some odd sounds in the background. I'm actually staying in an open-air oceanfront bungalow, so there are other people's homes around and sometimes we can hear them. We can hear their dogs. We can hear their music. So if you are hearing noises, do not be alarmed and uh, I apologize. So today I want to talk about how much money yoga teachers are actually making for classes. Now I warn you, some of you probably will not like what I have to say um, and that's okay. You are allowed to disagree with me and this is my podcast so I kind of get to share my opinions. Yay, free speech. So there is another podcast that I did about how I actually started earning a decent living in yoga, and you can go listen to that if you like. But that's not what this is about. This is about how much money are yoga teachers actually making during teaching classes. And I will be honest with you, this subject is coming up because alarmingly, I've recently realized that the going rate of how much a yoga teacher is making per class has not changed in 10 years. And I think it's probably because there's a lot of yoga teachers out there, but I'm going to get into this today. I think it's a really important topic and I'm also going to talk about what we can do about it. So I, last year, or maybe two years ago, I was asked to teach at a studio in Canada And they offered me 35 Canadian dollars per class, which is like 28 U.S. dollars a class. More recently, I was offered 25 Canadian dollars, which is like, I don't know, 20-ish U.S. dollars to teach a yoga class, which to me is nuts. So I've now been teaching yoga for 12 years. I have multiple trainings. I have a 200 hour and a 500 hour training, a bhakti training. I've done yin training. I've done advanced vinyasa trainings. I've done tons of workshops, tons of further learning retreats. I've personally taught, been the lead teacher at 14, 200 hour yoga teacher trainings and like four, 300 hour yoga teacher trainings now. So that's crazy. I'm, I think that like in any profession, our rates should rise as we get more experience and as we get better. Just like in any field or in any item, sometimes you want to pay extra for better quality. Because you know that that product or that service that you've gotten comes from like a more heartfelt place or if you think about even like eating organic, like getting organic certifications are more expensive and the transport is a little bit more difficult of organic fruits and vegetables because they don't last as long without the preservatives, et So, you So know, we're willing to pay a premium for things like organic food. We're willing to pay a premium for clothing that doesn't come from sweatshops. Why are we not willing to pay a premium for yoga teachers that have a ton of education and knowledge? I just can't believe that the going rate for teaching yoga has not inflated since I started. In fact, it's dropped. I'm wondering, is it because there's so many yoga teachers out there, so it's a supply and demand thing, is it that there's so many yoga teachers now that we feel disposable and so we're willing to take any rate just to get anything for a class? I don't think it's okay. I think that we need to start changing this as teachers. Again, I'm going ahead of myself, but I do really believe that it's up to us to start demanding what we're worth. When I started teaching yoga 10 years ago with just, or sorry, 12 years ago with just my 200 hour yoga teacher training, I was being offered 40 Canadian dollars per one hour class. So how is it that now with 12 years of teaching experience and over 12,000 hours, yes, 12,000 hours of teaching experience, so 12 years and 12,000 hours logged, how come I'm being offered less? If you break it down, 25 or $30 a yoga class, let's say the class is 60 minutes, you get there fifteen minutes before, you stay 15 minutes after to talk with your students, and then driving time to and from the studio, let's say 10 minutes each way, maybe 15, we're talking about two hours of your time for $25 or $30. In Canada, this is less than minimum wage. Minimum wage where I live is 14-something an hour, It's just not okay. I've also started to wonder, is this because yoga teaching is a female-dominated profession? Did you know that even in the yoga industry, men earn twice as much as women on average per class and per workshop? It's true. I've worked with men and I've worked with women, and I can tell you as the leader of a yoga school and as somebody who people... Approach for jobs all the time. I negotiate often with yoga teachers, and 100% of the time, the men unapologetically demand what they need to get paid. And it's so much more than women. I'm not really sure why it is that men seem to value their work as being worth more. And often, when I talk to women about coming on teacher trainings or working with us, the subject of money doesn't even come up. It sometimes comes up, but it's always like, um, okay, now can we talk about that part that's like kind of a little bit uncomfortable and awkward, or sorry, I don't want to be awkward, I, I don't want to make this weird, but I think mm-hmm. we should discuss the money part. Whereas when I've interviewed with men, they outrightly start the conversation with something like, sure, I'd love to teach at the school, this is how much I charge. They don't wait for me to bring it up. They don't ask me if it's okay to talk about They tell me what their rate is. And if I don't meet the rate, they often back away. It's something that I'm learning in my career too, to ask for what I'm worth and not just ask, but demand it. And hold my bottom line and be firm and not back away. And I think when people do business with me, sometimes they think that I'm all about the money. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, That's just simply not true. I believe that this is incredible work. And in order for us to do this amazing spiritual giving, beautiful energetic work, we have to be able to nourish ourselves. We have to be able to educate ourselves and we have to be able to seek out the resources that we need in order to offer this to people and to teach people, right? I can't teach people unless I've had a teacher. I can't offer something unless I've had an experience that I've learned from and grown through. And of course Those things aren't possible without the funds to invest in my education, invest in myself, invest in mentors, therapists, tutors, life coaches. And I do this on the regular. I can't say enough how important it is, whatever profession, career, job you have, investing in yourself to grow and learn and become better at your craft is vital to the continuity of it, the continuation of it, the success of it. And if you don't want to invest in yourself for your work or your craft, then do it at least for your hobbies. But if yoga teaching is going to be my job, I have to make sure that it supports me in the lifestyle that I see fit. And I truly believe that each one of us, no matter what our job is, has the right to have our job support us in the lifestyle that we see fit. And some people like a very lavish lifestyle and some people enjoy a more humble lifestyle and it doesn't matter you are entitled to the lifestyle that you want to have. You know, if you're following the yoga guidelines and if you're living in a yogic way, I feel pretty assured that we're not taking more than we need. You know, we're practicing a parigraha, we're practicing ahimsa, we're practicing a steya. So we're, we're not hoarding, we're not taking more than we need, we're not stealing, we're acting compassionately. And so we can be ensured that it's not out of greed. So what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do when, you know, you're a new yoga teacher or or even a seasoned yoga teacher and you're asked to teach a class for way below your rate? Well, I think all of us have a responsibility as yoga teachers to stand up for ourselves and say, this is my rate or no, thank you. And walk away. Don't be afraid to walk away. If you're great at what you do, if someone really wants you, they will meet you at least in the middle. And I've said this to my mentees, my my mentorship clients, you know, who are afraid to ask for what they're worth or afraid to raise their rates or afraid to ask for more. The worst that can happen is somebody says no. And then you can still renegotiate. You know, someone says, Lauren, we want you to teach this yoga class, we'll pay you $25 an hour. And I say, absolutely not. My rate is 80. And they say, well, sorry, I can't do that. I can still come back and say, well, what's reasonable for you? You can always make a counter offer that doesn't make you a bad person. And it doesn't make you evil or greedy to want to earn a living for your good work. I'm really passionate about this now because I I really want to help yoga teachers actually support themselves with their amazing work because I get to do what I love every day. And I feel so blessed to live this path. I feel so blessed to have my lifestyle that I do. I feel so blessed to have built a school that not only sustains me, but sustains my team and is growing. And so I want to help other people. Um, And so if you're a new yoga graduate, I think it's time that we stop asking studios how much we're going to get paid. And we should start telling them what the market is. You know, maybe if it's not your first, first job, but if a studio, you know, doesn't tell you how much they're going to pay you per class when they hire you ask. And if the rate is unacceptably low, like below minimum wage, when you calculate all your time for the class, tell them and change it. Imagine this, a studio charges 20 bucks a class they get 40 people in that class. That means they're making $800 for that class. And they're paying their yoga teacher 25 or 30 or even $40? I understand a studio has overhead like rent and taxes, etc. But if the yoga teacher is the one bringing the clients in, bringing the students in... And the yoga teachers are the ones that make the place feel like a home and make the place feel inviting and welcoming and people want to practice there. Don't you think they should be compensated for their great work? I really believe in a commission model for yoga teachers. I think it's really beautiful to say, okay, here's your base rate. And then, you know, for 10 people, we'll give you a, a $10 bonus. And for 20 people, you'll get a $20 bonus, something like that, etc. cetera. Um, even in my school, Yoga Academy International, I'm not shy about this. If our students recommend our training to others, we happily offer them commission because they're giving honest referrals. If they don't have a good experience, they're not going to tell people to go to our training. But if they do have a great experience, and I think most of them do, I think like 99% of them love it, um, they're making an honest referral and they're genuinely expressing how it will enrich someone else's life by doing our yoga teacher training or one of our programs. And I'm happy to say thank you for that. And I'm happy to say thank you by reinvesting in that new yoga graduate. So I do offer commission to my students who recommend our trainings because it's my way of giving back to them and my way of saying like, hey, I see you and I appreciate you and I believe in you. And now that you're a yoga teacher, I want you to feel like you're worth it. I want you to feel like you deserve to earn for your great work too. So as new yoga grads, I think that it's really important for us to start setting a precedent of saying like $25 a class is just not enough. That's not sustainable for me. This is my full-time job. So I have to be able to earn a living. And for seasoned yoga teachers, I think it's also really important that we stick to our bottom lines and Stop teaching festivals for free and stop, you know, promoting leggings online for free, because then it allows the industry to continue to use us in a way that depletes us. I'm not saying never. Believe me, I've taught plenty of festivals for free. Plenty. Uh, I once did a yoga conference in Arizona and it was my first international yoga conference and I paid for my own flight and my own accommodation and my own food and they didn't pay me for anything to get there. So I ended up spending about $1000 of my own money just because I so badly wanted to teach there. But at this point in my career, like it's not acceptable for me anymore. Now I have the experience and I have the name and I have the credibility. And so I feel like I've sort of paid my dues and now it's time to to get back on that investment. You know, I do still teach for free, to my local community, um, I do teach free classes. I teach community classes, um, so of course I'm still giving back, and that's important to me to give back in different ways. But if I'm teaching a yoga festival or a retreat, which like is my job, then it's really important for me to earn a living doing my job. And I also think the yoga community gets a lot of flack sometimes, or people in the yoga community get a lot of sort of bad press if. They're not teaching a lot of classes for free. But whose business is it how we decide to be charitable? I like to be charitable in my own ways. I also don't scream from the rooftops of how I'm charitable, but I donate my time a lot. And I also donate money to various charities that I believe in. So I'm comfortable with my contribution to my local communities. I don't have to do my job for free in order to show that I'm a good person. Just like a lawyer sometimes will take a case pro bono. um, I'll do that kind of thing, you know. Like a lawyer sometimes will take a case pro bono in order to help someone in need. And so, of course, if there's like a beautiful community event or a community that I really believe in and want to help out, I'm happy, happy, happy to donate my time in my field of expertise. But I also really enjoy donating my time charitably in other ways, because that really enriches my heart and it doesn't make me feel resentful or depleted in any way for like offering my yoga services for free. So again, I know that this is kind of a taboo subject. I know that a lot of you will not like what I have to say, but I'm a firm believer that we all get to earn the living that we feel comfortable in at the jobs that we choose. And if we can't, then make a change and find a way to and just because we do spiritual work does not mean that we're unentitled to be comfortable in our living situation giving back to the community is a is a beautiful part of life but there are so many ways to contribute there's so many ways to volunteer there's so many ways to give your time it's about how you feel at the end of the day. It's about what makes you enriched and knowing and feeling like you're, you're doing the best you can as a human. There's a lot of people out there that don't believe that spiritual workers or yoga teachers even deserve to earn a comfortable living. I say, why? Why? I want to know why men are making twice as much per class than women. I want to know why the going rate has not inflated in 10 years for a yoga class. In fact, it has decreased. When, you know, 10 years ago, I started teaching yoga in Canada and people were paying $10 a class and now they're paying $25 a class. Why are we still paying our teachers the same rate? This needs to change. It's time to make a change. It's not out of greed. It's out of necessity to keep doing great work and to keep having great teachers because just like any other profession, if we start to downgrade the pay scale, then people will move on faster. And this means that we're only going to get really young, really inexperienced, really new teachers in classes on the market and, Studios will be less able to retain the seasoned, really well-studied, thoughtful, knowledgeable teachers. Again, everything I'm saying is just like totally my opinion. And if you disagree with me, send me an email. Love at LaurenRaddock.com. You're welcome to send me an email. I'm happy to engage in a conversation with you. You can, you know, message me on Instagram. A lot of you do that. A lot of you message me on Instagram. After I post podcasts and, you know, tell me about how you feel and I welcome it. You know, I recognize that this is a confrontational subject. So if you feel confronted, you're welcome to respond to me. It doesn't have to be a monologue. This can be a feedback kind of scenario and we can have a dialogue about it. And also, if you're listening to this, I'm really curious if you're comfortable sharing with me, if you are a yoga teacher, I'd like to take a poll. So if you are a yoga teacher in a city or in a town, I would really love to know how much are you making per class? I can tell you that I was earning between three and 10 times more per class living in Costa Rica than I was making in Canada. So yeah, I'm really curious. How much are you earning in class? And is it a set fee? Are you getting a commission How does it work at your studio? And is there a way for us as a yoga community to come together and kind of make a standardization of this? That is something the Yoga Alliance hasn't done is that they've started to standardize the criteria to become a yoga teacher, but they really haven't made any attempts to standardize the pay scale. I think it's all over the map. I think some teachers are making fifteen to twenty dollars a class, and I think some teachers are making a hundred to three hundred a class or maybe even more. So yeah, if you're listening to this, I'm really curious, Let's take a poll. Um, you know you can it'll be anonymous if I share it. but um I'm just curious, like what's the range? How much are you getting paid for your yoga class teachings? and um, is it commission or not? I really want to be on a mission to help yoga teachers actually support themselves. Um, So I will be opening up my mentorship program again to help you earn what you deserve and to empower you to actually ask for what you're worth without hesitation and without guilt. I know it's super taboo and maybe even unclassy for me to talk about this, but we will only be able to raise our rates and raise our prices if we know what is possible to earn, and we know what the average wage is, and if we know that other yoga teachers are rising to the same standard as well. I can tell you that one of my mentees made an extra $20,000 this year teaching yoga simply by stepping into her power after the conversations we had. The earning potential is there for you, and I want you to know that it's possible to be super comfortable as a yoga teacher and you don't need to be a traveling international yoga teacher in order to make a living at yoga. You can stay in your hometown, you can have your comfortable life, you can have your routine. It's just a matter of stepping into your power and asking for what you're worth and believing that you have a clientele, a student base and an audience who believes in you and who is willing to rise to your standard. Again, this is something I'm really passionate about because I know what it feels like to want to do this work and not be able to make it work as a job. Um, I've shared on my How I Started Making Fucking Money as a Yoga Teacher episode, it's a little bit further back, you can find it. Um, I shared that my first year teaching yoga, I made $17,500. <laughs> like, that's not enough. That's not sustainable. That's not workable. That's less than. I would have made if I was on welfare. Um, And I went into debt that year. It was scary. You know, And the next year I did a little better, but still nowhere near what would allow me to pay my rent. Um, So it's really important that we start stepping into our power, that we start asking for what we feel we deserve without hesitation, without guilt, because it's possible to make it work. I know it is. And I want to help you do that. And, I think just if you're hearing this you know where no matter where you're at in your teaching journey, um, just take a moment, please and take a few deep breaths and center yourself and tell yourself that you are, you are, are worth it. You are worth coming to as a teacher. You are worth listening to and you deserve to feel supported if this is the profession that you have chosen. Thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget that every week we give away a totally free copy of my best selling e-course, Turn Your Life Upside Down. Turn Your Life Upside Down is all about living your passions, going for your dreams and learning how to do handstands. All you have to do is screenshot you listening to this podcast on your phone and put it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Lauren Ruddick so I can see it for your entry to win Turn Your Life Upside Down. And if you liked what you heard today, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.